This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to the kingdom. How are you? Happy end of May. I know earlier I said I would do an extra episode because I forgot last week's or last month's bonus episode. So this is an extra episode. I think it's an extra episode. I I believe it's an extra episode, but imagine it's not and it's just like, no, I think it's an extra episode. Yeah. And so I thought I'd do an extra episode because I missed last month's bonus episode. Don't worry. We have this month's bonus episode coming. But this is like a bonus, bonus episode. So thank you for being here. My name is Karen Adokora. If you are new here, this is Welcome to the Kingdom. So I was reflecting back on my last episode and I was like, wow, I definitely share a lot more than I should (laughs) on this podcast but I kind of have always thought of myself as like or whatever I do online it's like I want people to be watching the journey of a girl who gave her life to God and is just you know following the apps the ups and downs of what that looks like and you know it's just a journey like this whole thing is a journey and so I I want you guys to just like follow me through you know everything and then soon enough you we will find ourselves at a point where we're like wow how did we get here but yeah I was very (laughs) I was feeling very insecure about a lot of things that I said so I guess I'm just saying this to say that uh, I'm breaking the ice, you know, in case there was any ice to be broken. And I'm just saying hi again. <laughs> and that, thank you for listening. And I definitely should keep my mouth shut sometimes, but that's okay. I have never really learned how to do that. This week, we are turning into June. What does that mean? June is approaching this month. And or June is this week. Does that even make sense? Yes. June is happening this week, guys. And we are welcoming some new things as we welcome this new month and this new week. Okay. First thing. I have been using these gel eye patches like I've seen everyone use them. It's common. It's popular. I never, ever, ever used one ever before. And I finally got into the routine 
of using one. And I am so in love with them. Like, I, I know that it probably doesn't do anything, but I swear it does. And it probably does, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like placebo effect, but I just wear them every morning and it's starting to make a difference in my face. I don't know, but I'm also breaking out. And I don't know if it's, it's not the eye patch. It's not the gel eye patches. Um, it's because I've been going to bed in my makeup like consistently for no absolute, absolutely no reason why I should be doing that. But I have, and I broke out on my forehead. That's besides the point. I'm loving the new gel eye patches. It's like skincare. I put it on, I feel like I'm in my, I'm in my fancy skincare era. I am also welcoming a whole load of, like, confidence. I feel like I've, I don't know if you've been following me on Instagram, or if you follow me on Instagram, you have seen that I went to Sip and Slay on Sunday. Also, if you listened to my last episode, you know that my friend got me a Sip and Slay ticket. It was so fun. So many gems. So many gems. And I think what I took away from it is like, you have to fake it till you make it. Like wherever you want to go in life, you have to show up like you already are there to everybody. You know, it doesn't, you know, not that like you have to lie about what you have or accomplishments, but like showing up confidently because I know that when I meet people and I introduce myself to them or they ask me like, you know, what do you do or something like that? I tend to undermine a lot. I tend to undermine like everything that I'm doing. Everything that I'm doing has never looked good enough in my eyes. There, I said it. But I know that it's good, you know, and I know that I'm doing something important and worthwhile and valuable but I never say it like that I always like like um hi yeah I I'm trying to do this or I kind of do this or I dabble a little you know just like trying to like make it seem small all the time I do this all the time Lucas gets so annoyed when he's with me and I am being introduced to somebody He'll just like interject and be like, no, she does this, 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 and this. And I love him for that, period, poo. But like, I need to start doing that too. So I think what I got from Sip and Slave was like showing up, being confident about your vision, your goals, whatever it is that you want to achieve, and embodying it. Because when you embody it, you become it. And when people think of that thing, they think of you. So then you're not like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like if you want to be a stylist and you have never styled anybody ever, but you love styling, you love styling yourself and you want to be a stylist. If you meet somebody, just say, I am a stylist. Even, even if you, you know, like are doing something else or I don't know, is this bad advice? Like don't lie. And I don't know, like, Let's say you make YouTube videos. No, let's keep let's be, let's keep the stylist thing going. Even if you just style yourself or your friends or your mom or something, just say I am a stylist. Hi, I'm a stylist or you don't have to say that's all you do. You can just say I'm a student and a stylist and a you know, musician, artist, whatever. Just say it. Even if 
you don't feel confident about it or you feel like it's not good enough or it's small or whatever, show, just say it. Because when that person is talking to somebody else and they go, hey, I actually need a stylist for someone, for this project. That person would be like, oh, I actually just met a stylist last week. Here's her contact. You know, like you don't, these things don't happen if you don't say what you're doing. And literally everything, like everyone who spoke at Sip and Slay, their achievements was a testament of their connections and them being bold and upfront about their goals and visions and just saying it, putting it out in the universe and just like saying it out loud for people to hear. And when people hear, they spread your name into places where your name probably would not have been mentioned if you didn't say it, you know, if that makes sense. So I definitely took away like confidence. I'm very much bringing in confidence this month. I'm not undermining anything. I am not. I was just about to say I'm going to try not to, but then in light of my recent advice, which is the advice I just gave two seconds ago, I am not undermining anything. I'm not. I am Karen Adekora. I am a social media content creator and a podcast host, period, and an owner of a clothing brand that has been on pause for a year, but it's okay. I would just say it. (laughs) And that's actually what this episode is about, so... If you tuned in, you're interested in hearing about debt to self. But one more thing I'm welcoming before we get into that is Victory Boyd's new album. If you don't know who she is, please, please go listen to her new album. It's called Glory Hour. It is so good. I've never related to an album more. Like, it it sounds like she wrote it in a place of waiting and pain and suffering and it's so crazy because now she's made this incredible body of work that would not exist if she didn't go through the pain. And that's basically what I've had to learn this whole month was that like the pain is the fuel for everything else. You don't get glory if you don't suffer. And so her album Glory Hour is kind of just like about going through the dark times in life and then, you know, seeing God's light shine through oh my gosh it's so beautiful it's so spiritual it's i've never heard anything like it her name is victory last name b-o-y-d glory hour go listen to it please it's it's so good it's so good it's been on repeat all day another thing okay no that's all for what i'm welcoming what i'm exiling this month is anxiousness i have been sitting in a bit of anxiousness honestly this whole month just waiting for things to happen waiting for people to get back to me waiting for people to respond to my email waiting for this opportunity to you know whatever opportunity to happen just waiting 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 and a lot of that waiting has just been anxiousness 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 is it gonna happen is this gonna work Are they going to get back to me? Blah, 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 blah. And I just give it all to God, you know? Give it all to God. His plans for me are good. They do not depend on one email or one job opportunity or one statistic or insight or analytic. His plans for me are good, period. Like, it doesn't depend on anything else. 
So I should just let go. <laughs> but it's so hard, you know, in the moment. But I, I, that's what I'm going to be exiling this month is anxiousness. Also, as the month comes to an end, we are ending our prayer walk. And I'm so happy because I get to sleep again. Um, I get to sleep, guys. I get to sleep past 5.30. And this whole month has been brutal, especially the past two weeks. Because as the month, you know, as we draw near and nearer to the end... My body's like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And I did like waking up at 5.30, but I'm very excited to sleep in now. <laughs> and I, I'm very thankful for God's grace that I was able to do this the whole month. I did not do it on the weekends, though. I don't know why. For some reason, the weekends, I was just like, no. So I didn't do it on the weekends. And then I, I think I missed, like, one day of, like, the weekday. But, like... The whole month, I did it, basically. The idea was there. <laughs> the whole month. And I'm very grateful that I was able to, like, that's kind of, that's, like, how many prayer walks? Um, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. That's, like, at least 25, 5.30 a year in prayer walks. One, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, thirty-one 31 minutes. Okay, maybe not. Maybe it's a... 22 prayer walks but still the whole month of may i was able to do it i didn't give up i kept going tomorrow is the last day the day you're listening to this is the last day and it's not too late even if i didn't wake up on some days like maybe i didn't wake up at 5 30 i would walk in the afternoon or in the evening just do one just do one one day okay just one day please it's so good if you haven't done it yet. And if you have, I would love for you to DM me and tell me, you know, anything, your thoughts, your experience, how you felt, any questions, you know, what happened during your walks. I would really like to know, even if you did it for a day, a couple days, you did it for five minutes, whatever. If you engaged in any form of prayer walk because of this podcast, please let me know. I would love to know how many people did it because I don't know how many people did it because yeah I didn't create a group chat for it um I don't know why I just yeah I just I thought that Instagram would be enough to keep me updated but I guess people aren't motivated to really like reach out via DM so maybe a, an, a group chat would have been better <laughs> but next time I'm thinking we're going to do like a fall one, maybe a September one. So one spring, one fall. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm very excited. And I'm glad that you were able to join me if you were. And if you weren't, that is okay. You can do it anytime, any day. It doesn't even have to be next month or the month after that. Or the, Just go on a prayer walk. But I'm, But it has to be sometime soon, okay? Don't never go on it. Go on it at least once. No pressure. Just go on it at least once. It's so good. You get to talk to God. Um, you get to, <laughs> not me thinking about what happens in a prayer walk. You wake up early. You feel energized in the morning. You get a breath of fresh air in the morning. You get some nature. And then you get quiet, uninterrupted time with God. 
because I know that when I was waking up and I was just going right to my Bible or like right to the Bible app, I would get so distracted that I wouldn't be able to just actually have genuine quiet time with God. And the prayer walks have given me an hour to do that, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, however long that I would go on it for. Today I did 20 minutes because it was so cold, but it's just so helpful and beneficial. So, yeah, that's all for that. Now we're going to be talking about death to self, all about building a clothing brand, building some sort of brand in general, just building something. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Building something from scratch. Like, I've always seen the quote that to have an idea and to birth it into real life is a spiritual experience. And I 100% agree there is truly nothing like imagining something in your head and then actually giving it life, like making it come to you in physical form, doing all the necessary work that you need to for it to be a physical thing. It's incredible. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of mental, wow, I feel like the era that I was in when I created that to self was definitely like, it was definitely very, I don't know. I was on fire. I was on go mode. I was on, I was on one to say the least. And I think that girl is still in me. I think that fire is still in me. I put it on pause because there's just been so much going on. I moved to New York city. I I just didn't have the time for it. Cause right when I moved, I, got into a full-time job and I wasn't able to do anything and then I yeah and then I, I don't even know you know what I mean like it also takes a lot of money to go into these things and so I have just put it on pause till I can till, till I'm in the place where I can do it again I all of my resources that I was using we're back in Massachusetts. I don't have any, I haven't built a network of like manufacturers or printers, designers, whatever team, like whatever it was that helped me make it in Massachusetts. I haven't built that network yet. So I have just put it on pause. And also because there's just so much that I do that I just, don't have the time. I don't have the time and the resources for it at the moment. But it will be coming back soon. And I will, I'm trying everything in my power. It is a priority of mine to bring it back. Because 
I loved it so much. I did. And whether that it comes back in a form, I don't know. Will it come back in clothing form? Will it come back? Whatever form that debt to self comes back in, be prepared to receive it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, but, okay, so let's begin with the who, what, when, where, why, how. This five W's and the one H of what death to self the brand is. So, who? Me and the Holy Spirit. The for, the name death to self came to me actually, you know, when I was in bed one day and I was talking to someone about the spiritual journey that I was going on and I told them that it felt like I was killing myself. <laughs> it felt like I was in the process of killing who I was. And so I made a YouTube title, no YouTube video titled, I am in the process of killing me. And I, from there, I started a series called Death to Self because that's what it felt like. And it was extremely biblical because the Bible talks about dying to self a lot. And it was never real to me until then. So I, yeah, that's where Death to Self came from. Me and the Holy Spirit. Most importantly, the Holy Spirit through me. I had no part in it. It was not a collab. It was not a collab. It was like God needed a medium to do it through. It could have been anybody. He just was like, I was just open. And he was like, okay, here's death to self. I was like, okay, cool. I'd always wanted to start a clothing brand. I loved streetwear. I was also in my streetwear era, which is why I say that maybe it won't come back in the form of clothing because I don't know if I'm if I'm really passionate about making clothes, I know I'm passionate about designing, but it could be anything. And I'm, I'm passionate about storytelling. I think all the pieces was to tell a story and the story was dying to self. So I'm passionate about storytelling. It doesn't matter how I do it, whether it's in a podcast, clothes, a hat, a video, an Instagram post, a story, I don't know, whatever it is, I love telling stories. So I feel like the story of dying to self is continuously ongoing. And at that particular time, (laughs) I cannot speak today. At that particular time, I was in my streetwear era. So that that is the medium that I used to tell my story was with streetwear. I had wanted to create a brand for so long. And it it was like a year, honestly, in the making of me thinking about a name for a clothing brand, thinking about designs, hitting up designers, hitting up people. Like, I was just like, so many people were, like, making sketches and prototypes and things. And nothing really felt right because the name of the brand first was Adokora. I still think it's a sick name for a brand. Nobody steal it. Just my last name. I think it's a beautiful name for a brand. And, you know, I was sold on that name. So everything I designed was around that name. But there was nothing that made it stand out. It's like, why would anybody buy a shirt 
with Adokaron. And like, it just didn't make sense. Like, what is it about the name? What is it about me as a person? What is the message? What is the value? You know, I have to put myself in a buyer's point of view. And I know that a lot of people, a lot of you guys listening want to be, are creative and want to create things. You have to take yourself outside of creator to consumer. I will not just come across a brand called Adakura if it didn't and buy something if it didn't mean anything. So what was the message? And there was no message. The message was just like, I thought streetwear was cool and I wanted to create something. So then I <laughs> got a name and started creating it and it was just like, what is it about? What is the selling point here, you know? So after months of thinking about designing, nothing ever clicking, I just stopped. I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to put a pause on this because clearly nothing is coming to me to make this valuable to somebody else. I just don't see I don't see the message I'm trying to send. I don't see why anybody should buy this. <laughs> no offense to me, but you know. So, I put a pause on it. And then I gave my life to Christ June something 2021. I think it's June 19th. Uh, I believe it's June 19th, yes. I gave my life to God. And in the following days to come, everything started coming to me. And it felt like the only thing I needed to do was give my life to God and then everything that I had been looking for, the message, the value of the brand, the the story I was trying to tell, everything came to me after I gave my life to God. It was just like, a downpour, a download of information and ideas and visions. And even the name of the brand, the name switched from it being my name to Debt to Self, which is a testimony in itself of dying to self. I literally gave up the brand being my name to something that was about God. And so... If that isn't death to self in itself, I don't even know. But yeah, I had to scratch all the designs with Adakura on it. Just like start from square one. And I was like, okay, wow, finally, this is the message I'm trying to tell. And this is the story worth telling. The story of dying to yourself is a story worth telling. And it's a message worth sending out into the universe. So that is the who, that is the what, death to self is a clothing brand about you know my spiritual journey and people loved it I'm not gonna say I didn't make a lot of mistakes with the process of making this I think I definitely was not patient enough I wasn't careful I just didn't take my time I definitely rushed into things and I can admit it I rushed into a lot of things so I feel like it wasn't as amazing the products weren't Oh, I don't know. Let me not say that because that's also like me undermining myself. But the idea, the design, everything was amazing, incredible. I love everything. I wouldn't change a thing. I just think the products itself, I, oh, but that's so crazy because I love everything that I made. I don't know. I see this is the thing. I think my brain is trying to upper limit myself and be like, okay, but I did. I definitely did make some mistakes, but I loved everything that I made. Okay. Could they have been better? I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Could they have been better? Yes. With more time, they could have been better. I think I was impatient. And that's what I'm trying to say. So that's the who, that's the what. 
when the when is i think september 2021 i released my first couple pieces and then after that i released the so the first couple pieces was a hoodie sweatpants two tote bags and one trucker hat lots of inventory so fun everything was so fun to make to produce to shoot to send out the whole process was so fun but i had to learn very quickly because mind you i'm starting a brand out of nothing i don't know anything about starting a brand so if this is you just know that you can go from zero to knowing how to get it done basically i had to learn everything one by one by one but it was worth it where it took place in my mom's basement in massachusetts between my mom's basement and my college dorm was where all the action happened from the designing to the meetings i had to have you know team calls budgeting spending taking in samples contacting whoever i needed to contact everything happened in massachusetts and then why um i think i already gave the why to tell a story about dying to self and how the last question is how and i think the how is what what i'm going to answer through you guys's questions so if you follow wttk podcast on instagram i shared you know a little question box if you guys have any questions on the ins and outs of how to build a brand send them through there any like podcast related questions that i'm gonna have people submit i am going to send it i'm going to post it on the podcast for the instagram so please follow the podcast for the instagram I know I used to have an Instagram page and I deleted it. Literally my biggest mistake because it was like a a thousand followers. And now it's like (laughs) we're one away from 400, which is fine. You know, humble beginnings. I'm very happy about it. Um, But yeah, definitely follow it. Let's get it to 500 by the end of the week. So if you're listening to this, please pause. Follow the podcast on Instagram because that's where I post all the ig submissions and polls and that's where i get to hear from you guys okay so i'm going to answer some questions we might not get to all of them but i'm going to just basically answer the how okay um what was your production slash manufacturing process like so that is a question from aj The manufacturing and production process in the early stages was very easy for me because I, my church back home in Massachusetts, they had a kind of like production team that would produce like all the church merch and all of, you know, all the church merch, all the... Yeah, basically all the church merch. I don't know what else. All the church merch they produced. And, like, if we had a program, like, an event, they would make T-shirts for it and stuff like that. So when I had the idea for the brand, 
you know, my friend Sam was like, hey, you should go talk to these people. They know how to do it. Um, They know how to make stuff. And it was, was it? It was heat pressed. So the hoodies and the sweatpants were heat pressed. That's one mistake that I, I definitely made because heat press peels after time. Um, I'm very lucky with some of the the products that I have though because a lot of my sweatpants and the hoodies that I have personally that I I kept for myself, they haven't peeled yet. But I definitely got a lot of emails where people were like, "My hoodie is peeling." You know, and so that's one mistake that I did. But basically, manufacturing was that I ordered the blanks, which was a whole process in itself, trying to figure out which wholesale person I should get my hoodies from, like the blank ones. I knew what color I wanted. It was just now like what website should I get these blanks from? And I definitely am a person that thinks very big. And so, obviously, I went with the most expensive blank I could have found. Like, I could have definitely gotten a cheaper blank to reduce my cost. But it it just ended up that, like, my cost and my revenue was almost the exact same that I didn't make any money from it because I did not minimize my cost. And that's also some a question that someone else asked, was, was there any mistakes you made? I definitely could have minimized my cost a lot. And so, you know, you do these things and you learn. But manufacturing, I had to find blanks. And blanks are just like, you know, blanks. A blank shirt, a blank hoodie, a blank, blank anything. Whatever you're making, a tote bag. A hat, you have to get the blank unless you want to make it from scratch. And I know nothing about sewing or putting things together. So I had to get a blank. And that's what a lot of brands do. They buy blanks from manufacturers and then they put their design on them. So you're selling the design, basically. And I went online and I searched, you know, where all my favorite brands got their blanks. And... I got my blanks from a place called Original Favorites, I believe. There is also another place called, oh, Los Angeles Apparel is a really good one. And something else, I forgot. But I know I got mine from Original Favorites, and they were probably the most expensive option. Oh, Rue Porter has blanks as well. But I, yeah, I definitely should have gone a place where, the blanks weren't so expensive. Um, but that's about that. So got the blanks, and then I, I sent it over to friends at the church and said, hey, here are my blanks, here's my design, you know. And they did a lot of the manufacturing. Like, basically all the manufacturing for the hoodies and the sweatpants were made by them. They heat-pressed every single one. I could not have done it without them. So, Yeah. Basic, and they had done a lot of printing, you know, for like I said, for the church merch. So they knew where to get, how to print the design on the transparent sheets that you heat press with and all that stuff. So, yeah, it took probably, I don't know, it took a long time, though, to come together and figure out where we're ordering the blanks from, where we're ordering the design vinyl from. 
I also hired a designer. Um, he happened to be Ghanaian. Found him on Instagram. He was making like Christian graphic design on Instagram. I found him and I said, he is the one that I want. He lives in Ghana, actually. So I was so happy when I found him because I wanted a black creator. I just, it, it felt better to me that I would be supporting a black business. So I wanted to hire somebody that was black and him being Ghanaian was even way better. So, and that also took a lot of work. I had to go through, you know, hashtags, like hashtag Christian graphic design, hashtag CG. There's a hashtag that they use. I don't know, like CG something. (laughs) I just was going through all the like Christian pages and, seeing who was designing what and and then seeing if they could asking them for their rates on if they were to make a design for me and so everything just took intentionality and being basically just spending time trying to get the answer to your question so if you want a designer you have to spend time trying to get the answer to your question Where am I going to get blanks from? It takes time to get the answer to your question. And the blanks, too, was like, what material, how many threads, what percentage cotton, how does it fit? Is it a boxy cut? Is it loose? How thick is it? All these things. I could not have done it without YouTube, Reddit, Google. Every single question you have, please Google it. I know I get a lot of questions in my DMs about like really specific things please google it i'm not trying to be rude or like sarcastic google has the answer to everything it doesn't even matter how big you think your question is or how small google or youtube has the answer to everything so yeah and then the hats and the totes i had to go through alibaba.com and that also took a lot of time because you have to get samples from them you have to get quotes and like compare prices compare quality of work compare examples but if you go to alibaba.com literally anything that you're trying to make you will find somebody who can make it that's like the easiest route i know there's other ways to do it but that's how i did it um okay so many questions are like Are you ever going to sell more shirts? When is it coming back? When's the next drop? (laughs) Oh, man. I I don't know. Soon, though, I am praying to God that I will be able to do something very, very soon. Um, What resources did you use? Software, skills, people. So for software, for my website, I use Squarespace. I also had to compare, you know, Squarespace versus like what what's the other Shopify versus like the other one, the most popular one. It starts with like a W. I forgot. Yeah, compare website hostings. I also had to find someone to do the website for me. Um which I definitely could have done myself. But I don't know. I was just overwhelmed. So, yeah, I use Squarespace and then I use Stripe for like all payments and stuff. Um, 
I definitely used Procreate in creating the design and took a lot of inspiration from, you know, brands that I already know and love and lots of practice, 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 practice. Skills I used being able to efficiently or effectively communicate exactly what it is I want, budgeting, you know, inventory, accounting, a lot of administrative tasks. Where to start? Someone asked, where to start? I, I think it all starts with an idea. I think write your idea down. The Bible says, write your vision, make it plain. <laughs> So write your idea down and then start with research. How do I get this idea done? One, idea. Two, inspiration. If it's a complete new idea and there's no inspo for it, then I don't know. But I'm sh- like, I feel like there's really nothing new under the sun. So if you have an idea, most likely someone has done something similar to it. Research and inspiration is key. If if someone has done something that I am inspired by, I do everything I can to learn. I will type, like even this afternoon, I typed this girl's name on podcast, this digital influencer that I know, because I love what she's doing. So I type her name in the podcast app and see if she's been interviewed by anybody. Boom, she's been interviewed by like five different podcasts. Save it all. I'm going to listen to it all because I want to learn what she has to say. So find out who or what you're inspired by. Try your very best, everything you can to learn from them, even if it's someone as big as like, I don't know, Virgil Abloh or like your neighbor. Go up to them. Virgil, Google on YouTube, search on YouTube. So it all starts with writing your idea, being super specific with it, Finding inspiration, once you find the inspiration, knowledge and learning. Take the time to learn every single thing you can. And then by learning, you are closer to actually birthing that idea into life because now you know what it takes to get there. You know what they did. You know how they went about it. Whatever. Google and YouTube are your biggest, biggest resources and Reddit. Idea, inspo, research. And then action time. You take it one item at a time. If it's just picking out a name for whatever venture it is, just pick out the name. Then maybe create a logo. And if you're not artistic, find someone online, someone who designs stuff, and say, hey, I want this person to make a logo for me. Take it step by step. And then... Next, maybe the website. And then next is like a sample of your idea. So just take it step by step, one day at a time. Do not overwhelm and try and do everything at once. Just like one day, have a deadline for yourself. By this week, I will have a name of all the vendors. Or by this week, I will have just brainstorm ideas. By this week, I will have ideas for a name, you know, for the brand, something like that. Okay, yeah, me again said, (laughs) how did you create a platform where you were able to put yourself out there? Um, I think I've always felt like I had something to say 
it goes back to storytelling. I feel like I always have had a story to tell. So it was easy for me. I've, I also feel like I grew up loving the camera and, you know, just being in front of cameras, anything digitally. So it was easy for me to start the YouTube, the podcast, Instagram, because I felt like I had something to tell and show. And sometimes if you don't, you don't. Like, if I have nothing to say, which is rare, I won't say anything. But I always feel like I have something to say, so I say them. <laughs> How did you finance your brand? I had saved a ton. I worked a lot in school and over the summers. And also, my YouTube channel was doing very well. So I was having a lot of sponsorships, lots of AdSense. And then also, it was right after the pandemic. It was right after the height of the pandemic that I created the brand. So I was saving up all my unemployment money. The pandemic unemployment assistance came in handy. So, yeah, it was mostly just my job. You know, I I was able to finance it because I had a job and I was saving up and I also was able to get unemployment assistance when the pandemic hit. So I had I had a decent savings. I had a decent savings and I was able to put all of that money into the brand. It definitely cost a lot, like thousands of thousands of money. But I think it was worth it. I think it was worth it. I I know it was worth it because it was a God idea and all God's ideas are worth it. Um What are the size ranges for the brand? So the only thing that would need a size would be the hoodie and the sweatpants. Oh, I forgot that I made the tank tops. <gasps> yes, the Jesus Freak tank tops. Those were my favorites. But also that is something that I could have put more time and intentionality behind. Um, I I loved the person who I found. He was a local Boston screen printer. He screen printed all the t- the tanks. And sourcing the tanks, I sourced them from Hanes. That was fun. So yeah, it was it was actually fun. I love the tanks. <laughs> um, the size ranges definitely like. From, I think I had small to XL, yes. In, and then the tanks were kind of like a one-size-fits-all situation where I got a men's, like, large or a men's medium. So it was able to fit, like, a woman's large or a woman's small. You just kind of, like, made made do with what, it, what you know? I had small, medium, large, extra large. So Basically, from small to extra large. Um, I feel like my audience isn't so, so wide. So I was I was not thinking of more smaller sizes or more larger sizes. I was just thinking of, like, okay, the audience pool that I have, I feel like they will be within this range. But obviously, I don't know that. And, yeah, I needed to make a size for a friend and I wasn't able to because I didn't buy the blanks for it. So I did that was definitely a mistake on my part. Um and I think that's something I definitely need to prioritize next time is thinking of every size range. Obviously I'm I I don't know. 
I feel like I wouldn't, I don't know <laughs> the extent I can go or what even I'm going to do next, but prioritizing more sizes would be good. Going in a double XL is necessary, absolutely necessary. And then an extra small, that's also necessary as well. Because I remember I used to be literally probably like an XXS. And yeah. What? So yeah, basically all these are when are you going to sell more things? These are all your questions. When are you going to sell more things? I do not have an answer for you. But I love that you're interested and it makes me very, very happy that you guys want to get more stuff. That definitely gets my gears going, gets me thinking about what to work on next because I've kind of been in a little limbo where I have been, you know, I don't even know. So I haven't thought about that to self in a while, reflecting on the journey and thinking about, you know, everything (laughs) Going back in time a little bit has been very, it's been healing for me, for me to be able to talk about. I feel like I never explicitly talked about the brand or how I did it. I'm looking to interview a clothing brand owner soon. So hopefully he will have some more insights because he is way more successful than I am. Pray that the interview gets to happen. But yeah, I... I love being able to reflect on that to self. It was a long, long time coming, and it took a village. My mom, my sister, they helped me pack all the orders, getting a label printer, getting pirate ship, (laughs) a website where I can even print the labels. You know, every little detail, I was helped by a friend or a relative my friend Nick shot the promo shot. Ashan helped me shoot the promo for the brown, the Chocomilo trucker hat, trucker hats. My friends and all of you guys that bought anything that was so, 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 so kind. You took a chance on me. Because what? You didn't know what you were getting, but you took a chance on me. And for that, I am thankful. And so, yeah, this is just a little, little recap. I will end with this last question that says, what are things you wish you were told before you started? Before I started Death to Self, I, and I think that's a great question to end, I wish I was told that, I wish I, I, I guess I wish I was told all the unforeseeable, you know, circumstances or events you know people that are not happy with their order or a mess up mess up or a charge like I didn't even think that I would have to I didn't even think that securing a website would require a yearly subscription or securing like a website name you know the domain so I wish I was just told all the little things that can happen but obviously you don't know what can happen till you are actually on the journey because everything that happens is unique to your brand so or whatever it is that you're trying to build. 
you don't know all the unforeseeable little things that you know can happen but i wish i was told all of that so that i could um avoid them but if i was to avoid them then i wouldn't have learned anything and so that's you know the same theme of suffering and glory comes in hand comes handy comes in hand yeah it comes in hand right now because you have to go through little mistakes and mishaps and you know i also definitely wish i was told to make contracts um i wish i was told to i guess prioritize the relationships of the people that i was working with maybe stand up for myself say what I wanted to say, but also be more kind and forgiving. Understand that we're all like learning things, you know? So <laughs> I don't know if that made sense. But yeah, I wish I was told that working with people was not going to be easy. That there were so many little hidden bums that are just gonna spring up and you have to figure out. And that but most importantly, I think this is the number one. I wish that somebody told me to take my time and say, you don't need to release this now. Just take your time. I think everything happens for a reason. So the time I released it was perfect and everything happened the way that it was supposed to. But I wish somebody told me just be more intentional. Take more time with the actual physical product instead of rushing to get the idea out, take more time with the physical product and more thought and more research. Because more time, more research, more learning, more knowledge never hurt nobody. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. This was a little, basically a little recap of all about starting a clothing brand. I know I didn't go into every step of the way but there was so much so much so i hope that you learned something in this and i hope that you're inspired to embark on your journey it was so it was so worth it whatever it is that you're trying to do it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of learning but you don't get to birth an idea into life if you don't put in all the hard work it takes to get there you you can't just wish something into being it exists in your head and then you build it out and so don't be discouraged or don't be scared if the thing that you want to do seems impossible this is speaking to me right now because there's something i want to do soon that seems so scary and impossible to me in this moment but it is also exciting and i was listening to a podcast and she said if if your next step doesn't scare the crap out of you, then actually she didn't say it like that. She said she said your next step should scare the crap out of you because that is what's gonna take you to the next level, the next realm. Your next step should scare you, and so I'm very very excited. You know, and I'm I'm praying for you, whatever it is that you want to do. If it scares you, that's good because it's going to grow you. 
So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, I love you. I do. And I will be talking to you in my next episode, which will be Friday. Bonus episode. Then you're going to get one on Monday. How crazy is that? Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>